guilty soul condemned by shame hear mercy calling out your name his blood can cleanse your every stain bring your failures to the Hello, and welcome to the Community Bible Church Podcast, where we are doing a chapter-by-chapter weekly discussion of the book, Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers by Dane Ortland. For those of you who don't know, my name is Matt Owen. I'm lead pastor at Community Bible Church of Orange Park, and I am joined, as always, by Joseph Brader, who is our pastor of worship and discipleship here at CBC. Joseph, how are you on this fine afternoon? I am good, Matt. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, I've been thinking today, uh, just wondering, have you encountered any acts of valor or heroism today? I thought that would be just an interesting and totally random question. Yeah, I mean, gosh. I'm just curious if you've seen anything like that today. I I have. uh, What was it? I witnessed a true act of justice. and We were driving to lunch, and you spotted a tiny, tiny little kitten running underneath underneath the wheel or like right behind the wheel of this big like work van apparently he was up in the wheel well or something and was trying to get back there we're like driving down blanding like mm-hmm. full sp- well full speed at, <laughs> at 12 at in the afternoon which hour. is five miles an hour and stopping every two and a half feet but yeah we we got stopped at a red light and you actually hopped out of the car went across multiple lanes of traffic <laughs> uh chased the kitten around and under this guy's van and rescued the kitten and gave it to a lady who was really moved, I think, by your uh, act of compassion, it seemed. That is an an act of valor. It was. I had no idea when I asked that question that that might be something you'd think of. But you're right. I did do that. You did? You did that. <laughs> you don't even know what to I say. I have, I have nothing. I have no Are words. we going to start re-recording this? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna better, yeah I'm better, oh, I stopped it. I stopped it. I, <laughs> this is gone. <laughs> well, I, I believe what I said in the car. If if you do an act of heroism and no one knows about it, have you really done an act of heroism? <laughs> or was it worth it? That kitten, At least. That kitten was so tiny, though. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was adorable. It had to have right. been a day or two old. Yeah. Can they run, though, at a day or two old? That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe I don't maybe actually know like a what a kitten old. looks like. It it was pretty small. It was though. little, and like for I mean enough that when we got up next to it and said, "Is that a kitten?" Yeah, like I thought maybe it's a. We weird, thought maybe like, it was a squirrel. Rat. Well, I thought it was a squirrel. I, I was thinking like rat, baby possum. I don't know. Baby possum. Yeah. I, well, that's we know our we know our wildlife. Jackie and I here with me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is really productive it, it recording is, session. It is very productive, but you know that when I when I picked that little cat up, <laughs> I'm looking around like, what do I do with this thing now that I've <laughs> yeah, got it? Yeah. I was thinking, do I take this into your car? And then when we arrive at the restaurant, what are we going to do with this cat? Yeah. So you I'm know, I didn't around. think that far. I thought he can bring it in the car. That's okay. <laughs> I you know, and the, with a little cat. The here. lady next to me says, "Take it as far away from the street as you can." Oh, I didn't even, I didn't know she did Wanting that. me okay. to run across even further lanes. Oh, And then I idea. spotted another lady as I was about to do that, open her window, and she had her hands out. Bring bring it to me. I'll take care of it. Yeah. And she was crying. And then we saw her. She passed was crying. Her, or she passed us a little later, yeah, crying. She was really, that's why I said, she was really moved yeah. by yeah. your act of valor. And what an act of heroism. Kid. I'm just thankful that we've got people like that in the world. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, what an intro. 
That's a that's a, that's podcast. maybe one of our best. I would I would That's even would better than say. the scooter intro. And I feel like that one was up there as far as intros go. Oh my goodness. Odds are you're not listening to this podcast for any of what we just talked about. So we want to go on and talk about chapter 14, which is called um, Father of Mercies, taken from 2 Corinthians 1-3, which speaks of God as the uh, Father of Mercies and the God of all comfort. Why might we sometimes feel like the Father is less kindly inclined towards us or favorably disposed towards us than the sun. I think we've got some kind of deformed theology, honestly, that disconnects the different persons of the Trinity, of the Godhead, in mm-hmm. an unhealthy way. And so we we read the Bible, we read the New Testament, and we see Jesus doing, like living this out, like this kind inclination out very tangibly, very obviously, and almost constantly. Mm-hmm. We never read that or very rarely read that about the Father, per se, even though, you know, Jesus is perfectly representing the Father and his character and his work and all these things. But but we don't really read it that way. We read Jesus is the nice one mm-hmm. and the Father must be something else. And I think we disconnect Old Testament and New Testament. These things are probably all related. Mm. But in the Old Testament, we, if we're, again, if we're not reading carefully and we're not reading maybe with the full sense of Scripture in mind... I think God can appear to be a lot angrier in the Old Testament, which is you wa- mm-hmm. which is why you have people who are maybe not orthodox or whose theology of scripture is is a little bit questionable mm-hmm. saying things like there's a different god mm-hmm. almost, right? Mm-hmm. That's like an accusation yeah. against by critics at least. Um so I think we read the father all the time into the Old Testament mm-hmm. and then we we kind of sort of see that as angrier and harsher. We read Jesus all over the New Testament, mm-hmm. and we read kind, gentle, mm-hmm. lowly, mm-hmm. loving, forgiving. Obviously, you've got to read the whole thing and understand that yeah. like, like Jesus is just as present and just as active in the Old Testament, not bodily, but he's mm-hmm. doing like they, they're, they're working as a unity. Mm-hmm. But I think we just have a, a weird way of reading the Bible mm-hmm. and kind of bad Trinitarian theology. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Trinitarian theology, so I think this plays into it. What do you, th- we've, we've actually talked in past chapters about the fact that that Jesus is our advocate, yeah. he's making intercession for us, that he's bearing God's wrath. So how might that play into it as well? Sure, because it looks like, or it can look like, the Father is just wanting to blow us up, and mm. Jesus is up there like begging, please don't, I kind of like them, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's hold out a little longer. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that can sort of aid the picture, or maybe the picture we already have gets read into that. Yeah. One of the things that Ortland talks about is the pactum salutis. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the the agreement. Is that French? I think it's Latin. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the uh, the uh, the plan, the mutual plan, and the agreement among the persons of the Trinity mm. to accomplish redemption. Mm-hmm. So that helps us understand the Father's heart because He's equally a part of that, mm-hmm. right? And like this is His plan, His will, His aim. His love that's expressed in a plan of redemption that mm-hmm. the Son then accomplishes yeah. and the Spirit applies. Yeah. You know, that would be uh, referring to concepts like the Pactum Salutis would be referring to concepts like in uh, Ephesians 1. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the God and Father. I'm reading verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So yeah, there's in our, love he predestined. Yes. Yeah. So 
so we've got you know father son and spirit eternally existing before the foundation of the yeah. world determining yeah. to show grace through Christ and so that that closes the gap you know, yeah. as well mm-hmm. between our perceptions of father and son one of the things that he says uh, towards the end we're supposed to think about the the father's heart towards mm-hmm. us is he talks uh, about God as as having a shop that is a treasury of all sorts of mercies. How would it change us, maybe practically speaking, in what we do and act, or maybe the ways we think? Yeah. If we were to view God more that way, as 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 having a, a shop that is a treasury of all sorts of mercies. Yeah. I think we'd feel maybe more more free to run there when we need mercy. Mm-hmm. Because we understand like it's not this this sort of like generic thing that you tap into, get a little bit, like it, it drains the resource, whatever. But he has mercy, he has compassion for like all the different kinds of needs and struggles mm-hmm. and hurts and failures that we experience. I think that shifts, for one thing, our perspective of the Father to something that's more biblical and it pushes against some of the poor theology that we might have that like we've been talking about mm-hmm. in the last few minutes. And I think it would it would help us to probably rest and actually relate to him as father in some ways, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that calls that calls to mind for me a the idea the the picture of a pharmacy, mm-hmm. and obviously pharmacies have more than one remedy in them. I think when I when I hear that sort of language it makes me makes me think you know i can go into that pharmacy to get the mercy and grace that i need for whatever ailment i have yeah and maybe we are maybe we tend to think god has mercy and grace for for sufferers mm-hmm. for those who have had things done to them uh for those who have fallen into sin almost accidentally right or, you yeah know, along the way yeah but for those who maybe have sinned with a high hand as we've talked about mm-hmm. in the past there's yeah. less mercy for that and yeah so thinking of thinking of his of his heart as a treasury of mercies for all of our needs is incredibly encouraging to to basically go to him and explain this is what i need this time yeah knowing that he has the the antidote he has the remedy very, yep. that's very encouraging anything Definitely. else you want to say about this before we uh, move on no i don't think so well, uh, we'll end our conversation there, uh, but I want to finish by reading to you Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30 once again. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Here you find your